The gospel simply means good news. And the gospel is the good news that God has come to rescue sinful man from sin, death, the devil, and from God himself. Welcome to the Fox Den with Terry Fox. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Fox Den. In this episode, I'd like to take some time to talk about the gospel. And I believe this is an important topic because it's the heart of Christianity. But not only that, the gospel gives us hope. So what is the gospel? The gospel simply means good news. And the gospel is the good news that God has come to rescue sinful man from sin, death, the devil, and from God himself. So now that we have a broad understanding of what the gospel is, let's take some time to dig a little deeper and see this play out in the Bible. And in order to do that, we need to go back to Genesis chapter 1. And there we see that God created all things, including man. And what we see about the creation of man is that God created man sinless. Take a look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. God saw that all he created was very good. Then Genesis chapter 2 focuses on Adam. And there we see that God put Adam in the Garden of Eden and he gave him a command. In Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, God told Adam that he could eat from any tree of the garden, except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the result of eating the fruit from that tree was death. And then we see in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, that Adam indeed ate the forbidden fruit. And this is known as the fall of mankind. With his simple act of disobedience, Adam earned death for all mankind. You see, he was our representative. We are guilty in him, and we have his sin nature. Now, there are a lot of people who think that God was petty here. They think that he was being nitpicky about his command. After all, it was just a piece of fruit. What's the big deal? Well, quite frankly, it was a big deal. A creature defied the law of a holy God. But even worse, Adam didn't believe the God who cannot lie. Instead, he believed the serpent. So the serpent tempted Eve and she ate the forbidden fruit. Then she gave to Adam and he ate. Remember the command that God gave to Adam? In the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. So the fact that Adam ate the fruit proves that Adam didn't believe God. And then at this point, the point where Adam ate the forbidden fruit, man is at war with God. So after Adam disobeyed God, God banished Adam and Eve from the garden. However, the fall didn't just affect Adam and Eve. Adam earned death for all mankind. Now you might think I'm being a bit extreme here, but think about it. Why do we have graveyards? Was man created to die? No, death is the result of sin. That's why we have graveyards, because people die because they're sinners. And concerning Adam's sin nature, all you have to do is look at the history of man. And as you do, you see all kinds of sin and corruption. You see deception, murder, theft, all kinds of horrible sins. Now, it's important to point out here that all of us are part of sinful mankind. We're all prone to the same wickedness that we see in the Bible and on the nightly news. Perhaps at this point, you're wondering if I'm talking about you. You might be thinking, I make mistakes, but I'm not evil. However, the Bible is very clear that all mankind, with the exception of Jesus Christ, is evil. Take a look at Romans chapter 3, verses 10 through 18. And here we see that there is none righteous, not even one. There is no one who seeks for God. No one who does good, their tongues deceive, their mouths are filled with cursing and bitterness, they're swift to shed blood, their paths are filled with destruction and misery, and they have no fear of God. 
Who do you think Paul's talking about here? Well, prior to this point, he tells us he's talking about Jews and Gentiles. In other words, he's talking about all mankind. So that means he's talking about you and me. You see, we come from Adam, and we have his guilt. But not only that, we have his sin nature. So we too fit the description that Paul lays out in Romans chapter 3. And apart from Christ, we too are at war with God. Now let's turn our attention to Romans chapter 8 verse 7. And here Paul says that the mind set on the flesh is hostile to God. And furthermore, this person refuses to submit to God's law. He does not submit to the law of God. But then look at what it says at the end of verse 7. Indeed, this mind cannot submit to the law of God. So the mind set on the flesh hates God, will not submit to the law of God, and cannot submit to the law of God. So any man apart from Christ is at war with God, is hostile to God, and hates God. So what about God? Well, God is just, and because he's just, he must punish the sin of mankind. God can't merely sweep sin under the carpet. If he does, then he's not just. So all mankind deserves God's judgment, his eternal condemnation. And this is very bad news for every one of us. But there is good news. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 3. Right after Adam sinned in verse 6, we see God condemning the serpent, who is Satan, in verse 15. And he tells the serpent that the seed of the woman is going to crush his head. Now we have to fast forward to the New Testament. And there we see that Jesus Christ is the one who is going to crush the head of the serpent. You see, Genesis 3.15 isn't a prophecy that man is going to be afraid of snakes. God initiated a plan to redeem his people in Christ, and he told us all the way back in Genesis 3.15. So how is God going to redeem his people? Well, God is going to come to earth as a man, and he does that in the man, Jesus Christ. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary. So Jesus is God who became human. So the baby Jesus grew up into a man, yet he never sinned like the rest of us. However, though he was sinless, though he never violated the holy law of God, Jesus went to the cross and he died the death that we deserve. You see, God put our sins on Christ and punished them in him. And because God punished our sins in Christ, God can now forgive our sins while maintaining his justice. You see, his justice has been served because he punished our sins in Christ. But this is the amazing thing. It's God himself who took our sins on himself and died the death that we deserve. Remember, Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. So Jesus is fully God and fully man. So it's God himself who came and took our sins on himself and died the death that we deserve. And he did this so that we could have eternal life with him. I find it fascinating that people often look at God as this mean ogre who likes to mess with people's lives. And they completely discount God as a God of grace who came to take the sins of his people on himself and die the death they deserve so that they would be rescued from sin, death, the devil, and from the wrath of God. But there's another piece to keep in mind. Not only has Jesus taken our sins on himself and endured the wrath of God on our behalf, Righteousness of Christ is put to our account, and therefore, God declares us righteous not because of our own righteousness, but because of the righteousness of Christ. Remember, Jesus never sinned, and so God sees his righteousness, his perfect life. So we can say it this way, not only did Jesus die for us, or die the death that we deserve, 
He lived a perfect life on our behalf so that we would be counted righteous. And we receive this marvelous gift by faith alone. Now because of the work of Christ, now that he came to take our sins on himself and die the death that we deserve, and the wrath of God was poured out on him, and now that God has put the righteousness of Christ to our account, declaring us righteous, not because of our own righteousness, but because of the righteousness of Christ credited to us, now we're no longer at war with God. Now we have peace with him. Now there's one more thing to remember in the gospel. Jesus died for us so that our sins would be punished in him and that God would no longer hold our sins against us. However, had Jesus simply died for us, we'd still be doomed. The good news is that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and this proves that he was sinless in his life. Death could no longer hold Jesus in the grave because Jesus never sinned. Remember, the penalty for sin is death. Jesus died because he took our sins on himself, and he rose from the dead because he never sinned. His resurrection was his justification. His resurrection proves that he is sinless. Death couldn't hold him in the grave anymore because death had no right over him because he had no sin of his own. And Jesus' resurrection from the dead is proof that we too will rise from the dead and enter eternal life where we will never sin, suffer, or die. This is good news. This is the gospel. So why is this so important? Well, first of all, Paul tells us in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, that the gospel is the power of God for salvation to those who believe. Second, as I said previously, the gospel is the heart of Christianity. And third, the gospel encourages us. When we struggle in life, wondering if we've been kicked out of the kingdom of heaven, whether we've done enough to satisfy God, we come back to the gospel and we recognize that we are good to go with God because he's the one who's done all the work. He's the one who has satisfied his justice, and this comforts us. And then finally, the gospel guides us in the way in which we're to live. For example, why are we to forgive? Well, we forgive one another because God has forgiven us, and it's the gospel that tells us this. If this is fairly new to you, then go through this episode a couple times so that you get a good understanding of what the gospel really is. Take time to really understand this and put this in your brain. And on a daily basis, remind yourself of the gospel. And I think this is going to do a couple things. First of all, it's going to comfort you in those times when you wonder if you've done enough to satisfy God. Well, as a side note, I can answer that question for you right now. None of us will ever do enough to satisfy God. It's God who satisfied his own justice. God is the one who's done all the work. But second of all, continuing to remind yourself of the gospel arms you from any self-righteousness. Those times when you think that you've earned a place at God's table. The gospel reminds you that you haven't earned a place at God's table. Again, it's God who has done all the work. We are at God's table because of what Jesus Christ has done, not because of what we have done. We simply receive this marvelous gift by faith alone. That concludes this episode. If you have any questions, please email me at terry at thefoxdenjournal.com. If you enjoy The Fox Den, please leave a positive review and share this podcast with others. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe. The Fox Den is a member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Thanks for listening. And remember, faith comes by hearing.